church. <laughs> Say amen. Uh, feels good in here. Feeling, feeling sort of churchy up in here. Good to be in the house. Good to be in his presence. Good to see little by little bringing us back together. For that we say thank you. From the book Titus. Titus. First Timothy, Second Timothy, Titus. <laughs> I hope that helps. <laughs> Book of Titus, <clears throat> chapter 2. We began reading at verse 11. <clears throat> These other words that we find there. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness, worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity, purify us <clears throat> unto himself, a peculiar people zealous of good works. Amen. I don't I won't very very briefly, just for a few moments today, I want to talk about unmerited favor. Unmerited <clears throat> favor. Now those of you who study the word of God, those of you who show up in Bible study, you've already figured it out. You've already, when I say unmerited favor, you've already figured it out. You know he's talking about the grace of God. Grace, unmerited favor. Yet, I want to back into it from that standpoint. I want to talk about it from the standpoint of being unmerited favor. Uh, I, 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 we, we are quick to point out God's favor. I'm blessed and highly favored. But we're not so quick while we're saying that to let them know that this favor that I'm talking about is totally unmerited. I want to talk about unmerited <clears throat> favor. I'm glad that we have finally come to a point in Christianity, in this Christian walk that we're in, that we are finally coming to an age where we are no longer ashamed to say the words, I'm saved. You remember how hard it used to be to get folk to say, I'm just a few years ago. I'm still like that with folk who are not studied and who don't understand the word. That was a time when folk were ashamed to say, I'm saved. People just shied away from it talk about salvation and they would tell you well I try to live right 
ask them if they are saved, and they would tell you, well, 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 I, I try to treat my neighbor right. Ask them if they're saved, they tell you, well, I've been in the church for 40 years. Ask them if they're saved, and they would tell you about how their grandmama was saved and how their granddaddy was saved or mom and daddy was saved. They skimpered around the fact somehow they never wanted to say, I'm saved. They're sort of hesitant to come right out and say, let the whole world know I am saved. But now, after study, after being in the word for a while, and after having a better understanding of salvation and where it comes from, we've almost gone completely to another extreme. Are y'all hearing this? We're still sort of slow to come right out and use the word, I'm saved. But, yeah, yeah, but, but if you approach us now, we are very quick to tell you I'm blessed and I'm highly favored. <laughs> right quick, right quick. Don't, don't, don't have to wait on it. They'll, they'll come right out. Just come right out. Of, I'm blessed. And pick up the telephone and tell folk I'm blessed and highly favored. And let me be the first to say that if you have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, you are indeed blessed and highly favored. How wonderful it is to be able to say yeah, yeah, that I'm blessed and highly favored. And you ought to tell it everywhere you go. But my message this morning is that your story is not complete just by saying I'm blessed and highly favored. It's not complete until you tell them that that favor is totally unmerited. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah, you, you, you really haven't told the story like it ought to be told. You're really not really being true to, to the story of your salvation until you tell them, yes, I am blessed. I am highly favored. But you got to tell them that it was completely un, unmerited. Are y'all hearing me? We're saved. Because of God's unmerited favor. That is what we know in the church as grace. The more we study God's word and it becomes clearer and clearer that, that, that yeah, the more you study, it, it comes clear to you that we are not saved by our actions. We are not saved by anything that we did or that we did not, somebody ought to say thank you. We are saved by grace through faith. I ain't making that up. Let me read it out of the Bible. Ephesians 2, 8, for by grace ye are saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not works. And well, here it is right here. Not work lest any man should boast. Let me tell you something up in here. If you say you ain't got a thing to brag about. Because it's all by the grace of God. Nobody understood this better. Nobody kept it at the forefront better than the Apostle Paul. See, the Apostle Paul, all throughout his ministry, he had to spend time defending not only his apostleship, but he had, to, he, he, he had to spend time defending. A whole lot of folk questioned whether he was even saved or not. Paul realized that my story is a little different from the rest of the disciples. And Paul, Paul realized, matter of fact, one time he, he said, I'm the least of them. 
you realize his story was a little different from all the rest of, of, of the, the, the apostles. And yet, yet Paul knew that folk had a problem with his profession of faith. He knew that, that people had a problem with his calling. He, he was not one of the original disciples. He, he wasn't among the original apostles. As a matter of fact, Paul was never in the picture at all. By the time Paul came into the picture, Jesus had already died, resurrected, and had gone on back to glory. Before Paul ever came. Are y'all hearing me? So, so folk had a question about whether or not he was really who he said he was. Not only did they know that he was not one of the original apostles, they knew Paul's family line. They knew he didn't come from a, the right lineage. He didn't come from a long line of believers. They, they knew about Paul's past. They knew what he used to be. <laughs> they had a problem with him calling himself saved, a Christian, because they remembered what he used to be. And, and let me, while I'm right there, let me tell you right now, somebody got a problem with you. <laughs> because they remember, are y'all hearing me? That they remember what you used to Paul, in, 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 in 1 Corinthians 15, he explains it to them. He explains it like this. He says, I, I know y'all got a problem with me. I know that you think that I'm not who I say he a, I am, but the thing that I want you to know is that I didn't save myself. Are y'all hearing me? He said, the thing that I want you, you all to know is that what I am, I'm that by the grace of Oh, God, I wonder if I got any witnesses up in here. Whatever it is that I am, I'm that by the grace of God. I may not be what you think I ought to be. Might not look like you think it ought to look, but whatever I am, I'm that by the grace of God. In other words, Paul is saying to them, I have unmerited favor. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything to get it. I really don't deserve it. It's all about the unmerited favor of God. It's all about the grace of God. Somehow, unmerited favor became just a part of Paul's life. You hear Paul all through his writings talking about the grace of God. He talked about grace in, in 2 Corinthians 12. He talked, Paul says, yeah, that that was given to me. A thorn in my flesh. And he knew why the thorn was there. He said the, the, the thorn was given to me to, to keep me from thinking more highly of myself. Then I ought to think is in the book. He says, the thorn was given to me, yeah, so that, that, that to keep me from thinking more highly of myself than I ought to think. He says uh, that, that I had this thorn, I had this constant thing that worried me. He says, and I sought the Lord three times. Read it, it's in the book. He says, I talked to the, I went to the Lord three times and asked him to move it. But the answer that the Lord gave him was my grace. My unmerited favor. My unmerited favor is sufficient. Y'all hearing this? In other words, the weaker you are, this is, this is favor here. Paul, the weaker you are, the stronger I am. Somebody ought to shout. The, the weaker I am, the stronger 
God is. Paul ended up saying that if that's the case, then I will glory in my infirmities. Yeah, I'll go on and put up with this thorn so that the power of God may rest upon me. When we come to the text, Paul is still talking about grace. Paul is writing to encourage one of his spiritual sons, his son Titus. He's writing to encourage him. And yeah, yeah, Titus has been left in charge of the church in Crete. And the sentiment that he has in this letter to Titus is a whole lot like what he wrote to Timothy because, yeah, the time was coming when folk wouldn't endure sound doctrine. Titus was facing some of that same stuff. And so he was telling, he was trying to encourage Titus in the church at Crete. And the reason why is because all around Titus, Titus was in charge, but there were false teachers that were around and they were trying to pervert the gospel message. So he writes this letter to Titus. He says to Titus, he says, I know there's trouble in the church. I know there's false teachers. I know that all kinds of things are going on. But in verse chapter 1 and verse 2, he says, that's why I put you there. It's right there in the book. He said, that's why I left you there. I left you there to set the house in order. Then as he instructs and he encourages Titus, he reminds Titus about the grace of God. And look at the way he reminds him. Look at the way he reminds him. Verse 11, he says, for the grace, unmerited favor, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Let's unpack that. Let's unpack that. Grace has appeared to all men. Grace has appeared. When, when he uses that word appeared, that, that says to me that he's talking about something you can see. Grace has appeared. To all men. Let me just go on and tell you, he's referring to Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, grace has appeared. Grace in the person of Jesus Christ. When Jesus showed up, grace showed up. I just said something right. I said, when Jesus showed up, grace showed up. It was grace. Laying there in a manger. It was grace that was healing sick folk. It was grace that was raising the dead. It was all about grace. According to verse 12, he says that grace, unmerited favor, has come to show us how to live. Make sense? That's why Jesus came. Grace came to show us how to live. You, you, you do know Jesus came into this world to be an example for us. Came into this world to show us how to love. He came into the world to show us the way back to the Father. Show us the way of righteousness. Verse 13 says, and that gives it away. It gives it away. Verse 13, he comes right out and says it. He says, that blessed hope, that grace, that, that, that grace is Jesus Christ our Savior. He gives it away. That grace, that blessed hope, he, he goes ahead and tells, this is who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the grace that is found in Jesus Christ our Savior. 14, he says, grace came to give himself. I'm almost through. 
grace came to give himself for us. Grace came to redeem us from all of our iniquity. Came, grace came to purify unto himself a peculiar people. And in case you don't know it, if you're saved and living your life for him, we are peculiar people. And let's don't make it more than what it is. We ain't strange. We are peculiar. Some, some folk think that in order to be saved, you got to be strange. No, not strange. Peculiar. We are a peculiar people. We are zealous of good works. Don't miss, don't miss, don't miss in that verse, grace came to redeem us. Unmerited favor came to redeem. You do know we were lost. You do know we were lost and on our way to hell, but grace came to redeem us. Unmerited favor came to die in my place. It was grace. Somebody ought to get, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was grace. And if you see it like I see it, it, it was unmerited favor that was hung on the cross. It was unmerited favor that hung on a cross. Yeah, it was unmerited favor. It was grace. That was laid in a bar of tomb, but I thank God that that same grace. Y'all ain't hearing me. The early Sunday morning, it was that same grace. Got up from the grave. It was grace that proclaimed that all power in heaven and in earth is in my hands. Y'all ain't hearing me. So as I close, I just want to tell you that I'm not where I am because of anything I did. You need to know that wherever you are and whatever you have accomplished in this life, you're not there because of anything you did. It's all by the grace of God. I didn't turn myself around and put myself in this place. It was all by the grace of God. And I got to tell you that I didn't deserve it. Are y'all hearing me? All I can tell you is that I am what I am by the grace of God. I do what I do because of the grace of God. I have what I have because of the grace of God. He gave his all for me, and that's why, yes, I strive to give my all to him. Yes. All to Jesus, I surrender. All to him, I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live yes it was unmerited favor yeah, that keeps me uh, on the battlefield yeah, you see I was uh, alone and idle yeah, I was uh, a sinner too uh, but I heard uh, the voice of Jesus uh, y'all ain't hearing me uh, I heard a voice from heaven uh, saying there is work to do. Uh, I took uh, my master's hand and I joined the Christian band. And right now I'm on uh, the battlefield uh, 
for my Lord. Grace, all of our grace, that amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. It was grace, unmerited favor, that taught my heart to fear. And grace, my fears relieve. How precious did that grace appear. The hour I first believe is my birthright here through many dangers. Toys and snares I have already come, but it was grace, unmerited favor that brought me safe thus far, and grace, uh, yes, grace, grace will lead me. When, when we've been there, I'll tell you how long grace will last. And when we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, have no less days to sing his praise than when we first begun. If you can't shout about God's grace, you can't shout about nothing. Unmerited. Hey, but I didn't do anything. I, there was nothing I could do. I was lost on my way to hell, but he picked me up, turned me around. God's unmerited. Unmerited
Now, I don't know a better time to come give your life to Jesus Christ. He came. He lived. He suffered. He bled. He died. And he got up from the grave all for you and me. That there's, there's nothing we can do to obtain what he did. But the Bible simply declares, believe on him and you shall be saved. Believe on him and grace covers your life. So is there anybody here who's willing doesn't know Jesus is in the free pardon of his or her sin to come give your life to him and come to know the unmerited favor of God is there one to come in the room is there one to come virtually the Bible declares believe on the Lord Jesus Christ you shall be saved if you confess it with your mouth and believe it with your heart that God has raised him from the dead you shall be saved. Give your life to him right now. All right, all right. Come on, somebody. Give your life to him. Let us pray, let us pray, let us pray. Lord, we thank you. grace of God that this grace one songwriter said it is unknown that it comes from a place outside of us that God in eternity past sent his very son to live a life that none of us could live but then the same son laid down that life not on his own behalf but on the behalf of those who will come to accept him he died on that Friday laid in a borrowed tomb but the promise of God was that early Sunday morning he will wake up with all power in his hands and now he sits at the right hand of the father awaiting and we awaiting his return and since we've accepted him every step that we're taking every move that we make it is simply by grace so now lord i ask for your spirit to turn the heart of somebody who is in the darkness that they may see this marvelous light. And because we know your promise is true, we just simply say thank you. We simply say we love you. And in the mighty and master's name of Jesus, we pray. We ask every blessing, amen and amen. You may be seated.
Why don't we just give God praise? Give God praise in, in his house. Thank God today for just another chance to be in the house. Thank God, little by little, we are able to come come back together. And uh, I'm just so glad. Y'all just don't know how glad I am to see more and more faces. Please know, though, that we still can't let our gods down. Just know that. We still have to do all that we can to make sure that we are safe. So as we come back together, Let's just make sure that we follow all the rules, that we follow directions. We'll still be doing all the checks that we can do. We're going to do everything we can do to make sure that even as we come together, even as we're able to come back together, that we are as safe as we can be. And we need everybody's cooperation in order for that to happen. So somebody's asking you to sit in a certain place. They're not trying to move you out of your seat. <laughs> trying to keep you alive. Trying to do all, and we must do all that we can do to make sure that as we come together, and we are coming back together. Thank God for that. We are coming back together, but we just have to make sure that we don't let our gods down and uh, that we do I'm going to ask Pastor Jason to come back and, and cover what's on the paper here because I'll mess it up. But, uh, I do want to say, I do want to say, though, that uh, uh, as we celebrate black history, one of the things that came to me, and I know I'm right about it, is that we, while we ought to honor those who have gone on before. We always will honor those who have gone on before, but sometimes we miss out on opportunities to celebrate those who are still here with us. There's history. There's history right in the pew you're in. There's history right here in this church. So what we want to do and what we will be doing is that we want to celebrate the history here in the house history that's still alive, history that we know. And this morning, Tiffany, thank you so much. Amen. Nobody could have done that better than you. Amen. We know how you are about your day. Amen. But right in our midst, there are those that God has used in so many powerful ways who never say anything about it, never would. But that's history. So as we celebrate, we are going to be celebrating history among us people that we can know right now. And now another thing I want you to know is that we're not going to let anybody tell us how long we can celebrate. Uh, I know that they've given us February. <laughs> but we can, we can celebrate long as we want to. And I'm of the mind right now because they're trying to make us forget who we are. People are trying to make trying to make us believe that we don't have a history. And the more they try that, the more we've got to stand forward and say, oh, yes, we do. You can forget it if you want to, but we remember who we are. We know who we are. And we continue to celebrate. So all through the year, we're going to be celebrating history. We're going to be celebrating those among us that God is using and has used in mighty, in mighty ways. for this week um, we continually have Bible study opportunities here at Salem Church Wednesday night or Wednesday I'm sorry noonday at 11 a.m. also Wednesday evening Bible study which happens at 645 every Wednesday and then our youth Bible study also Wednesdays at 6 p.m. if you will keep in mind those of us within our congregation and even abroad who are dealing with sickness and bereavement, particularly 
this week, uh, this week, this week we recognize that Deacon Anthony Oliver, he lost his brother, Kelvin Oliver. So if you can keep the Oliver family in your prayers and reach out if you can to do as much as you can to help in this time of bereavement. The funeral arrangements for Brother Kelvin has not, have not been finalized at this time. Um, in the spirit of safety, uh, we continue to ask that you would exit the building um, to my left and your right. Also, we want to thank God for all of you for your giving, your stewardship, and continuing to upbuild the kingdom of God here through the Salem Church. Um, so you can continue to give, virtually give, if you have brought your gifts to the church, give as you exit the building. Um, we are now moving into the Lord's Supper, and we would ask that our officers would come and everyone would govern yourselves accordingly as we move. We do this in remembrance. We do this in remembrance of you.
your mercy upon all of us. Thank you for your son, Jesus. We do remember his dying, his getting up, and his living today. Let us all examine our heart as we partake the bread which represents his body and the wine which represents his blood. We give you the honor, the glory, and the thanks. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. The blood that Jesus shed for us way back on Calvary, blood that gives us strength will never lose its power.
God teaches us that on the night before Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and after he had given thanks, said, this is my body, take and eat. After which he took the cup, said, this is the New Testament, the new covenant in my blood, take and drink you all of it. As often as you do this, do show the Lord's death until he comes. I'm happy to announce to you that Jesus is coming back. He is coming back. He's coming back to gather his own. When he comes, he's coming for those that have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. We're getting ready to go home, but this jumps into my spirit. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. remember we all leave out and this to our fellowship in the parking lot may God bless you and may God keep you is our prayer God be with you till we meet again ways to submit your tithe and offering. 
online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give on Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal via the Givelify app by mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church P.O. Box 817 Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.